Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a... This is Friday morning. Oh, welcome to the weekend. I don't know. The bye week has gotten me all screwed up, Robbie. It's, I'm 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 not I'm not here. Totally. Me neither. I I haven't been here all week. Well, there you go. We want to thank you guys for tuning in at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men and, men and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. <laughs> it would be kind of weird, Robbie. I'll be impressed if you know about where this place is. It would be kind of weird, Robbie, if, if, if Brupolo was in Big Creek. <laughs> I have no clue where that is. You want to guess the county? Uh... Pine Belt somewhere? No, no, north central Mississippi. Yeah, everywhere you've picked has been kind of like North Mississippi. Like all those all those little all those little communities. Oh well, I'll tell you what, on Monday's show we'll we'll while I promise I'll go down south. Where's Big Creek? It's in Calhoun County. I was I swear to God I was about to say Calhoun County. (laughs) I swear I was about to say Calhoun County. I'm I'm about to because I was thinking like I'm about to go through Calhoun City tonight and i was thinking like what if that was in calhoun city or like right outside of calhoun city somewhere there you go i, I should have said it should have your first instinct is always correct i'm telling you it looked like a genius you would have i would have been really really impressed and you could have just totally played it off as yeah i know exactly where big creek has been there many times well if you live in big creek or, or wherever you live in our fine state and you want strange brew coffee it's just a click away just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com in order to be shipped right to your door, whatever kind of coffee machine sitting on the front counter in your kitchen, we got you covered at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you want. If you want the banner rim, they've got plenty of great options there. But if you don't, they've got the other options as well. They've got the state script and the walking in, the walking M, the walking bully. <laughs> <laughs> a walking M would be an interesting logo. I'm hoping uh, that the that the banner is a walking M right off of the shirt, walking right out. Yeah, yeah. But well, I'll say this though: like if if you if you like the banner M, you like the banner M. That's fine. the The polos they have at College Corner are just so much better than the Adidas ones. They have the you know the, the understated logos, the simple shirts. I think everybody out there, you know, for the most part, when they say I want to get a game day polo, they want simplicity, maroon or white with a small understated logo. That's all you want. That's what they've got at College Corner. They've got plenty of them. And, of course, we're getting closer and closer to the holidays, guys. It's time to start that shopping for the holiday season. Do it at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare, 
with Mississippi Roots. This will be a fantastic weekend if you're in Starkville to head over to Humble Taco. Great weather. Sit on the patio, enjoy some chips and salsa, watch a little college football, and of course, enjoy the best Mexican food in town. Mexican food you can't get anywhere else, all right? Everybody else is serving up the same thing over and over again. If you want something different, you're heading to Humble Taco. I guess we've got a couple more shows left here in the month of October so we can talk about Firehouse Subs and the good work that they are doing here in National First Responders Month. We talk about it. We've talked about it all month long. They're just doing such a great job and so many millions of dollars getting donated across this country. When you go to Firehouse this month, you buy a medallion, dollar, $5, or $25. Those go to support the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation. In Mississippi alone, that foundation has donated over $800,000. So we're talking about millions, tens of millions of dollars nationwide, just from you guys buying sandwiches. So head over to Firehouse Subs, locations in Starville, Oxford, Columbus, Tupelo, Flowood, and Madison. Robbie enjoyed his day off yesterday from the from yeah. this. He did. How do you know I enjoyed it? Because any day you don't have to see me, I know that's a good day for you. That's not true. <laughs> I'm sure you went to two brothers without me. No, also, I did not. I, I was uh, I was at home all day until yeah. the evening time, and when I need, when I had to start taking Natty to tumbling class, and then the fall festival and all this stuff. So, Robbie, you go to tumbling class all the time. Just, what are you getting at? You just you know yeah yeah you have enough bourbon in your system, you just fall right over. What are you talking about? No. You don't have a clue what you're talking about. Just making things up. So this was my day yesterday. You know, normally, you know, Wednesday's my long day because I have Thunder and Lightning Live. But amongst my three interviews that I did, somehow I deleted, somehow I did not save Coach Ricketts' interview. And she was like, I could go get it three. Like, you interviewed her again? I, I had to interview her twice. Oh. So, so she knew all the questions the second time around. <laughs> that is the worst when you forget to record something or you forget to I had to, to record the- it, and then when I went to save it, it like there was like an error message, and I was like, what is this? And I clicked OK, and gone. Well, Coach Ricketts is a great person that I'm that sure she had. Is. She did not have any issues doing that again. She did not, and so, but she couldn't go until after 7. So I had to do that then, so. And I, I'm complaining about nothing here. I mean, my, oh God, I had to work till eight, but that was my long day yesterday. So, oh well. But I hope you guys enjoyed the interviews. I enjoyed doing them, and I hope you uh, you had a chance. I mean, I interviewed all four, uh, you know, outside of football. I interviewed all of the big sport coaches here uh, this week. Uh, they're available on on the podcast feeds, and of course, my Chris Jans interview is available on the Super Talk YouTube channel. If you want to give that a look, which you know you get the added bonus of my smiling face. Yes. While you listen, so which is a great thing. I thought what we talk about today, though, I thought we'd get back to football. This is the final stretch for Mississippi State in 2022. Four games, three of them at home. Obviously, the Egg Bowl remains. This is a huge stretch. Not only you know, it, it's kind of similar to what we talked about in that three-game stretch of Arkansas or A and M, Arkansas, Kentucky, that it would define Mike Leach. It's funny when we look back at that now, we said that two and one would be a great thing and 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 it would, you know, really cement support for Mike Leach. And yet somehow state went two and one and people more people doubt Mike Leach than ever, I feel. Is that fair? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's like a never-ending cycle, isn't it? It's kind of like the same thing with Will Rogers, like that you 
he builds all this trust for like two or three weeks, both of them. And then they lose a the game and it's right back to, well, this will never work. Will Rogers will never be – you'll never be able to do anything with Will Rogers, your quarterback. It's just like an endless cycle that just won't go away. And I, I think one of the points that we made, I think, will prove it otherwise, that when State gets to a big-time moment, mm-hmm. when they get to it, when it, they have like a must-win game, whatever, it just seems like they always seem to just fall. It, it gets away from them. Yeah. And until – and like I said, you know, until proven otherwise – that's going to be my thought process. But at the same time, you know, I still think that Mississippi State can still do big things under Mike Leach. I believe in what he does in his program. And I think that they can get to a certain step. But at this point, I think you and I are both on the same level that, you know, there's kind of a ceiling there. Right. Because of what they do and their the unwillingness to change some things or whatever. But I do think that it's, for the fan base, it's a little more brash. Yeah, uh, it, there's a little more. There's a little more um, lack of buy-in there from the fan base, especially when they lose a game. I, I and especially you think about how it went, right? You see, they they beat the heck out of A and M. They beat the heck out of Arkansas. And everybody's in a great spot. And then I think if you had lost a competitive game to Kentucky, it might have been a little different. But the way that you played up there, it just sours everybody. And again, I think a lot of it goes back to what we've talked about before that. When you hired Mike Leach, you you have a certain expectation that you're going to be really good offensively, and when you lose games, it's because the defense didn't come through for you, and that hasn't been the case so far at Mississippi State. Uh, and we thought we've said it before. I said it was one of the things that were true on Monday that we're 32 games into Leach's tenure, and there's not one time where you can really just point at the defense and say that's why they lost. So I think that's what frustrates people more than anything else. That and the what we talked about the, the constant fear of am I going to be at the game where he loses the one he's not supposed to? Nobody yeah. wants to be there for that. So now you've so got, far and so far that most of those have come on the road, right? I mean, how many home question. games? How many home games? Uh, Arkansas in twenty twenty, yeah, is is really the but only twenty twenty was game. full of these kind of games. I mean. The state shouldn't have lost as badly as that. that was a bad Kentucky team they lost to on the road. I wouldn't say they were supposed to win, but um, I'm just, just trying to think back. Uh, that Auburn team was at home. That game was at home, and Auburn wasn't that great. And state felt like they felt like they had some momentum. I don't, I don't know, but I'm trying to think. Last year, LSU. I mean, can you really count LSU as a game you weren't you were supposed to win? It's LSU. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, like, there, you know, last really year, not, Memphis, Memphis is the one that stands out the, the most. There really isn't very many. I mean, it's been it's been two basically that they were supposed to win, mm-hmm. um, and, and they've been favored in a couple of games this year. <laughs> they were favored in the Ball last year. Well, they weren't favored in the, against Kentucky, were they? Last year, this year, no, this year. Okay. No, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. This year, yeah, this year. Yes, they were favored. Okay, so. I guess two games this year they were supposed to win by mm-hmm. Vegas's, but but at the same time, and we're talking about two places that they've really struggled. So I mean, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's really accurate either. But yeah, I mean, so far so he's he's taking care of business at home for the most part against teams he's supposed to be. Well, that's good news for Mississippi State. Three of the next four are at home. Obviously, the fourth one is kind of the big one. We're going to talk about how big that game is. Uh, in just a bit, but let's let's start with this Auburn game. That'll be you know, this time next week. We'll be previewing that game uh, here on the podcast. They are they have gone from being a program that's just not very good, a team that's just not very good. 
let me let me let me start that over. They they've gone from being a team that's not very good to a program that's in a bit of disarray. Uh, we've seen the, the the stuff coming out of Auburn now that Harson is refusing to redshirt players, and there's some there's some dissension in the ranks. I think you and I both thought that he was going to get fired the weekend after the Ole Miss game. They going into their bye week, they would fire him, reset everything with an interim, and then come to Starkville like that. But it appears they're just going to ride the season out with him at, at this point. I, I, I can't see a, a scenario where they why would they would fire him here in the month of November when we get to that. Hasn't there been some kind of uh, report or something that they want to hire AD first? That's probably the case. But at the same time, and you know this, the AD isn't going to hire this head football coach. I mean, he'll be he'll right. overstamp it. He'll 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 be there at the press conference. But the boosters are going to make this hire. And I'm my, kind of one of those people. Like like, what's the point of just let him coach it out? You know, I mean, like, well, what's, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. That way, you don't have to pay him anything extra. You know, you just you, you just let's just. It's going to be painful what, no matter what. What's going on with the transfers, by the way? The, the, there was a report yesterday that I saw that apparently he's telling players that they can't redshirt. So you've got some players who are under the, the four-game limit who are, from what I can tell, they're going to him and saying, look, I'm obviously going to transfer out. You're obviously not going to be here either. Uh, I would like to redshirt the rest of this season so that I can keep my extra year of eligibility for wherever I go. And he is basically telling them, I can't guarantee that. Like, if I call on you to play, you've got to play. And if you're not willing to do that, then you can just quit the team. So, I mean, I see both sides of that. And that what the players are basically saying is, I want to be able to practice and train and use the facilities, but I'm not going to play in the games no matter what. But at the same time, you, you as a player, you got to do what's best for yourself. You know, you, you can't. Right. You don't have a union. You can't collectively bargain this kind of stuff. If you know that you're not going to be at Auburn next year, then you want to save that year of eligibility. I see both sides of this. Just from my perspective, the only thing I can say is this: that's going to be used against Harson in recruiting wherever he goes next. That he's not uh, a guy been, who sit, who helps out his players. This was such a disaster hire. Every bit that, of it. There's no way you can convince me that at any stage Brian Harson was better than Gus Malzahn. Here's what if I would you, say. If you couldn't guarantee that you were going to have somebody better than Gus Malzahn, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have fired him. They could have had somebody better than Gus Malzahn. I think, I think they're going to end up with this guy. He they should have just hired Hugh Freeze two years ago. You talk about a guy that's like perfect for that culture. Absolutely perfect. Has that, you know, that and he'll you know, win and he'll challenge Saban. He he will he will challenge him in a sense. He'll beat him. Mm-hmm. Not not all the time, but he'll beat him. And it's like like every other year or something. And Malzahn challenged him too. He did. Malzahn you beat him more be, than any other coach did. A lot of times you have to be like dynamic with your play calling, mm-hmm. uh, doing some things that are different, taking some chances to have a chance to beat Nick Saban. Um, that's just how that's how it goes. You can't come out there and just run like a base offense and have a chance. Although. Texas A&M kind of did that last year, but I thought, you know, their defense is what helped them out. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that Hugh Freeze would be a great fit for that culture there. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can read into that how you want. I, I think he would be great for that. I just I, – I continue to be kind of skeptical about Hugh Freeze's uh, return to the SEC. What like I, I would – go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just don't – I don't know – 
something tells me that something's been keeping him out of the league or someone. I think early on someone was keeping him out of the league. I think at this point it's he's paid his penance. That he, I mean, he's been out of the league now for this is six years. I mean, at some point you have to say, God, it's been that long. Twenty. His last game was the Egg Bowl, twenty sixteen. Did he start at Liberty in like eighteen? Did he take a year off? I think did he go I right thought, to Liberty. I thought he took no. He didn't go right to Liberty. I think he took two years off. I think he took sort of that job in nineteen. I could be wrong. That's, that's crazy. That's my point. Is it's been a while. So this Auburn team is one dimensional in in, in the, the strictest sense of the word. Robbie Ashford. He's not he's not uh, Lynn Bowden, but he does struggle passing the football. Uh, but they can run the ball. Ashford's a good. And he's actually a quarterback. Yeah, that's Lynn Bowden was a wide receiver. Yeah. Uh, but Bigsby and him and and Jarquez Hunter, they can run the football. I was very encouraged by what I saw from Mississippi State defensively against Alabama in terms of stopping the run, to the point where it makes me believe that what we saw against Kentucky can be an outlier. You know. Assuming that that Ashford doesn't develop into a quarterback in the next few days, this feels like a game that Mississippi State should be able to control the line of scrimmage. And I know I said that against Kentucky as well. And I, I don't know about an easy win, but State's going to be favored by double digits. I think they'll win this game by double digits. When was the last time they were favored by double digits against, against Auburn? Auburn? Yeah. Like, golly, that's just hard like, to believe. They weren't favored in 14, I don't think. The next year in 15, I don't know if how, how much they would have been favored because they already had a loss on the schedule at that point. So, I mean, you may have to go back a ways. A long I, was reading, I was reading something yesterday, and Auburn in 2020 and 21, in those two classes, mm-hmm. they now have 15 players in those yeah. classes that are no longer with the team. That's how you lose games, Robbie. And you know this. When we say it's all about recruiting – I mean, it's one thing if players don't pan out, but they got to at least stay on the team yeah. <laughs> to give you some depth. That that just shows you how big of a disaster this is. And I like yeah. again, like I, I think this is this has been an eye opening process on Auburn too. Like I think people are seeing this mm-hmm. is a, this is a terribly run. That's why uh, athletic is, department. That's why Freeze is the best choice because he will do anything to get back into the SEC. He'll do I mean, anything. He'll and he'll he'll follow what the boosters say. Well, the he'll boosters do. and him will get along fine because they they're, yeah. they're going to like, hey, we want to pour money into getting players, and Freeze is going to be like, yeah, do it. Yeah, and like Freeze in this era where he can actually pretty much cheat mm-hmm. and, and and get away with it. That's I mean, that's a recipe there for for success. They still have a, a top twenty roster. Now some of that, some of those players are gone now. They've lost several four stars this year that are transferring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be all over Jarquez Hunter. I would think if, so. If, you, yeah. if you're ready, if you're ready to make a jump, buddy, we're right down the road from Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, come on, Mississippi State was an offer he wanted out of high school. You know, yeah. Especially, if not for Auburn, I think they would have had a much better chance. But yeah. from what I understand, he grew up an Auburn fan, so he might be fine staying there. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So State Auburn <clears throat> on the surface looks like it's going to be a Mississippi State win. So six and three, good stuff. Bowl eligible. If, if it isn't, then it's well. If it isn't going down old fast. Well, then it's we're, there's going to be a lot of issues, a lot of issues. But let's 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 play the percentages and say that it is. Let's go over to Georgia now. I said on the podcast and on Monday that I thought the way State played against Alabama gave me 
an, an idea that they can play that way against Georgia. But I think they'll play better offensively because they play better offensively at home. So they get the same defensive performance, but maybe they're a little bit better offensively. Not a win. Not a win, but can that are we too deep into Mike Leach's tenure for for people to take that a kind of positive from a close loss to the number one team in the nation? No, I, I think I think people would be thrilled with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not only you know Mississippi State you know showed showed some things in that game against Alabama, but they've shown some things against Georgia that they haven't shown against Alabama uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. I thought the offense played pretty well in that game. I think there's something to what we argued about the other day about you know state seeing that Alabama uniform and being kind of intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if they're going to be as intimidated by Georgia. That's uh, got to be, be a function of wrong, but that's got to be a function of they don't play Georgia that often. You don't see the G all that often. Right, and I mean, looking back at that game, Will Rogers at 336 yards. Mm-hmm. That was one of his f- around his like first starts. It was his I second think. start. Yeah, so 336 yards in that game, and if if you remember, that's when State's offense was like terrible. Like just before that, that was the first they had signs of life they had shown since LSU. Yeah, so I mean, you're talking about you you've gone out there as a true freshman, Will Rogers. You've gone to Athens. And the offense has been able to show something, and that's on a night where they had 22 yards rushing. That they couldn't run the football. If you got Dylan Johnson back, I'm not trying to to really hype up the fan base thinking they're going to beat Georgia. I don't want to. I don't want to get everybody's hopes up with that. But right. you should expect to compete in this game. You should expect mm-hmm. to score some points. Um, now it's going to be they're they're so physical up front. I mean, State's going to have to to match their physicality to have any kind of chance. And we'll see if that happens. And this is a this is a team that's that's just last year won a national championship. So uh you know it's it's gonna be tough. But I think as a Mississippi State fan, you should be coming to that game and not feeling like we did coming into the Alabama game that week when you and I are coming in here saying this is going to be 45 to six and things like that. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like State has much more of a chance in this game than they did against Alabama, and I felt that way all year and all the way back to the summer. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, just the main thing is just that, is that it's at home, that it is at home. Yep. And then that, and that's and that's something you would have said preseason. Now you watch the games and you see how much better State is at home versus on the road. And there's no doubt that State. I think State can have a puncher's chance to 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 be in this game that we can go into the fourth quarter with a score of, you know, within ten, and you know it, it goes from there. So they're probably not going to win. I, I would not imagine a scenario. I can't really see them winning that game. So six and four. Well, let's do the, the next two games after that. Let's do a, do that after this ad break. Let's move on into that. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef. It's what's for dinner. When we're talking about beef, we're talking about the best stuff, right? Talking about steaks, brisket. I mean, that's the that's that's the prime cuts. No, no pun intended. When you go out to eat, you want steak. When you go to the barbecue restaurant, you want brisket. Do them at home. There's so many great home cooks. I talked about this yesterday. I see you guys. You send me your pictures all the time. I got great cooks following me on Twitter, and I enjoy seeing those pictures. So when you're thinking about this weekend, you're wanting to cook out. Head to the grocery store and put some red meat in the shopping cart. 
you're make you're make your family happy and you're also make the the Mississippi uh cattle producers happy over 15,000 of them in this state alone doing almost a half billion dollars worth of agribusiness in Mississippi. You're helping a lot of people when you buy beef. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. I'm feeling a Friday night at Two Brothers. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm going to tell the wife, hey, we're going we're going out to eat tonight. We're going to go to Two Brothers. And I don't think I'll get a whole lot of, uh, of uh, pushback lip. on that. No, I was not going to say lip. <laughs> I was not going to say lip. She knows better than to sass me. No. Uh, two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked Southern soul food. I'm craving some smoked wings, some tacos. Maybe that I'll tell you something that I like is that chicken bacon uh, cheddar sandwich they have. But I, just, I switch out the white sauce for the regular sauce. I just, that's just how I roll. But you do you. And that's the great thing about the Two Brothers menu. There's a lot of great options on it. Whatever you want to eat. They got you taken care of. Two Brothers Smoked Meats, the home of smoked Southern soul food. Great products and great service is something that every business offers you. I want to know what you're laughing at. I want to know. Just just finish your thing and I'll tell okay. you. Just... Okay. Because you have turned beet red over the past couple seconds. Great products, great service. Every business offers it. Advantage Business Systems delivers it. When you need new new technology for your business, when you need copiers or printers, when you need computers or laptops, whatever it is, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if something goes wrong and you need service, you're probably talking to the same guy who made you the sale. You're not dealing with out-of-state, out-of-the-country consultants, call centers, or uh, technicians. It's all right here in your home state. Number 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. We were talking about it earlier. You know, we, everybody's looking for new polos. They're trying to get away from what Adidas offers. You need to check out the Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. It's the best looking set of quarter zips and polos I've seen. And again, the logos that you guys want. And when I, I think I, mean, I need to evolve that statement a little bit. Let's go back to what I talked about in the, when, earlier. When I say the logos you guys want, it may be the banner in, but when it's not, is taking up three quarters of the shirt. It's not from your belly button to your neck. It's just a nice, simple polo, understated, great quality, great name brands. And of course, you're talking about the Rogue, one of the top clothiers in the Southeast. Don't worry about living the three-stripe life anymore. Shop at the Rogue, shop at therogue.com and check them out on Instagram, the Rogue JXN. What are you laughing at? Oh, I mean, it's going to be... It's not going to be anything that you thought, but it was a video and like, you know, when you played video games, like you're just looking for a challenge and like, so you would just, you know, do stupid things. Like when you're doing a, like NCAA football or whatever, like it said, it said, uh, um, what did it say? It said, Bo, it said Bo Jackson would be proud. And basically it's the, it's on Madden, like the 49ers are on the one yard line. Mm-hmm. They hand the ball off to the running back, and he stops at the goal line and just runs backwards, like oh, all God. the way to the goal line. He did this four times. He went all the way to the goal line, made the entire team chase him, and he ran all game. the way around the ran all the way around the field. He did it like three times. Then the then the offensive lineman starts trying to push him into the end zone, mm-hmm. and he gets away from him, and he runs backwards again. It was just uh, I could see my childhood coming out. That's just ridiculous. When you would create a guy like. 
that had oh, yeah. 99 everything. Yeah. And like you would make him the kicker, the defensive yeah. lineman, the quarterback. There there was a guy me and my friends used to create um and we named him Camera Man. Yeah. Camera Man. And he was 6'9", 400 pounds. Yeah. And we would kick field goals from like the 1-yard line. Mhm. So like a 102-yard yeah. field goal or something. I remember doing that. I created it myself on a it would have been like NBA Live 98 or something. And I was a Laker, obviously. So I'm on the team with like Shaq and Kobe. And I was a seven foot five power forward who, <laughs> who could, sh- I never missed from three. Like I was just catch and shoot. And it always went in. And so that was a lot of fun. Yes. We I used to turn those things those like, we used to turn it down to like, you know, junior varsity level, or whatever. Mm-hmm. We put it on like 15 minute quarters. And we would we would try to break every single record yeah. in NCAA history. I once created uh, for a Madden. I once created a uh, basically my entire high school senior class. Yeah, I've done we, that. We were all just out there wreaking havoc as the Saints. It was good times. I had Winston Academy on there on the NCAA football at one point. Winston County stand up had the logo and everything. Nice, very nice. Yeah. I could I didn't go that far. I didn't. I didn't. I, I, mean, I couldn't get that, but. Because uh, you know, in my day when I was creating those kind of things, you'd, there's no such thing as uploading. That, That's that, right. That word didn't exist yet, I don't think. So, so we'll skip ahead. We're, we're going to skip the FCS game, right? East Tennessee State. If State doesn't win that, right? we got a whole, we got a whole another set of issues to unpack. At that, you're point. overlooking East Tennessee State. I'm going to overlook them. I know, I know the Buccaneers. I'm sorry. Somebody's um, going to be upset on the board about that. I mean, my God, Robbie, we were looking ahead through four games here. Never mind. I know. That. We, I mean, we should be focusing on on bye. Right. Why are we not focusing on on bye? As they said, what what is the six pack? Go state beat off every week. There we go. Yeah, that's the bye week, guys. So we talked a little bit about this before the show. I talked about it some last night on Thunder and Lightning Live or Wednesday night, I guess, as you're listening. Every day that passes, this Egg Bowl gets bigger for me. I think this is as big an Egg Bowl as Mississippi State's play. Now, Ole Miss is, sometimes it's big for Ole Miss, sometimes it's big for State. It's always big for both in a sense, but there are, there are other things going on sometimes. This one for me is as big as I can remember for Mississippi State, and it goes back to what I talked about at the beginning of this show. We're talking about the legacy of Mike Leach and, and what people are going to buy into and what people are going to support. If State at this point, we have them seven and four. If they win this game, they go eight and four. They go to a bowl game. Let's just say they win it. You're nine and four. You're probably ranked in the top 20 for sure. Maybe the top 15. Everybody's thrilled, right? Everybody's excited. Mississippi State football had a great season. If you go seven and five and you lose this game and you go to, you know, another bowl game that people don't really want to go to. And let's, you know, we'll play the full negative Monty here. You go, you lose that. Now you're seven and six for the second straight year. There is no buzz about your football program. None. Zero. And, you know, Leach is going to coach next year. There's no, there's no question in my mind about that. The only way that doesn't happen is if he himself chooses not to. But who's, who's coming to those games? You got eight home games next year. Should be a fantastic schedule. Should be big crowds. But who's showing up? Who cares? At that point, if you lose a third straight Egg Bowl to Ole Miss, the, the, the truth of the matter is this is as big a must-win game 
from Mike Leach as he's ever coached his entire career. He has to beat Ole Miss this year. I, I agree with you mostly. I'm okay. going to play a devil's advocate just a little bit. Okay. I, I think that there's a route to him getting some fans back on board next year anyway. But I'm with you. I, I really feel like this game is important for the at least the first part of the season next year to have some excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the schedule is is very attainable next year for Mississippi State, especially if they can go out and get some defensive guys in the portal. Which you feel they got, will. Yeah, the, you're going to have a ton of talent returning next year and guys that have been playing football for a long time at Mississippi State. And the schedule, like I said, is is there for the taking for them. But it just – I mean, there's so much opportunity and excitement at the start of next season if you finish this season strong. Like, I don't, you know, best case scenario is you is you can beat Georgia as well. But let's just take that completely out of the equation and just say that state finishes, like you said, with eight regular season wins, a ninth with a bowl game, a top 15 finish, your, your top 12 probably preseason next year because you've just had a nine win season. And you're returning your quarterback, you're returning all these great players. Everybody is jumping on Mississippi State's bandwagon very similar to how it was in 2014. But at the same time, you lose the Egg Bowl. You're, you win seven games in, in this, during the season. I'm going to guess that there's not going to be a lot of excitement for the bowl game. There's probably going to be some opt-outs in that game. It could play out very similarly that, than it did last year, and you finish with seven wins again. Even with an eighth win, I think people are still going to be you know, really mad on this team moving into next season. And Mike Leach needs support. He needs John Cohen, this this administration. They need support. They need season ticket sales. They need to win this game. State has got to win this game. And it's against an Ole Miss team that I feel like is, is beatable. Mississippi State should be able to beat this team. They have enough talent. They have enough experience. They should be able to beat this team. But it's very worrisome that they've come out on the road and performed the way that they have mm-hmm. so far this season. So – there's a lot of wait and see for that game going into it, but it is. there's definitely going to be a lot of pressure on Mississippi State going into that game to make something happen. And I feel like last year there was a lot of pressure on Ole Miss going mm-hmm. into that game. They're trying to get to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. It's supposed to be their best team in years. Right. Um, you know, this they is really a top underdog in that team. game, unbelievably. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of like, uh, you know, Mississippi State was – was was playing with house money going into that game. Yeah. And there was a chance that State could have got a really good bowl game. They kind of let that game slip away a little bit. But this year is a game that they have to win. You and I talked about this a little bit. I think just I think maybe it was in a text that we said that the the egg bowl has reached the the point of you if you beat Georgia and lose the egg bowl, people still aren't happy. Mm-mm. Uh, it, it's just reached that point now where it has to it has to happen, you know. Because I, if you, I've said it before, you know, I, the last coach that lost three straight egg bowls and kept his job that you're talking about way in the past, and I cannot imagine a scenario where Leach could lose four straight and and still be the head co- coach at Mississippi State. You, no, you got to start winning the Apple Cup, right? Yeah, it, it's just it's just a different thing. You know, he can lose to Alabama every year. And keep his job. I think Mullen, we talked Mullen about uh, the, that question that keeps coming up. You know, would you take an Alabama win 
in the Egg Bowl loss. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the point now where I say no. Yeah. Just o- only because it would be the third straight Egg Bowl loss, and it would also be a downer of the end of the regular season. The Alabama game would have been, you know, five weeks prior. Nobody, nobody would care about that game anymore. It would, it would be a great memory for fans to say, man, I remember when State ended that long streak. That, that was awesome. It'd right. be great, but for for the season, um, and for the future of Mike Leach at Mississippi State, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody expects Mississippi State to lose that Bama game, but you got to win that Egg Bowl. And, and you know, you recruit in this state. You know, you yeah. want to get Mississippi players. They pay attention to the Egg Bowl, and they, they're not going to want to go to a, if State loses three straight. It's going to hurt in recruiting. It would have hurt Ole Miss in recruiting ten nine ten eleven. But they hired a coach, and we all know what happened from there. There's a book about it if you haven't read it. So, so you know, you're not going down that road here, I don't think. So, you got to win. You got to win this Egg Bowl coming up. It, it is an absolutely massive game. You know, being in Oxford, that's that's a worry because you haven't played well on the road this year. I go back to something you've, you've been talking about that you, you need Ole Miss to to lose those two games beforehand. You need them to need lose. them to fall apart here down yeah. the stretch. I don't know what's going to happen this Saturday. I feel pretty confident they'll lose to Alabama, and honestly, I'm pretty confident they'll go on the road and lose to Arkansas. If mm-hmm. they can lose three straight, great. That would be actually losing four straight. But if it's even if it's two straight, you just need them to have a little bit less to play for. If they come in um, nine and two, that place is going to be rocking. And you know, saying oh, back to back ten win seasons—that's a huge deal. Whereas if they come in eight and three or seven and four, there's a lot of wow, this is kind of disappointing. I think. Yeah, I, I think that the the attendance is going to be a little diminished if mm-hmm. that's the case. You're talking about back to back losses. You're going to the Egg Bowl. State is probably feeling good about itself, especially if they play Georgia close. Mm-hmm. You've had a good little run here at home. You're feeling good. Will Rogers, you know he wants to beat Ole Miss badly because as a kid that grew up an Ole Miss fan, they didn't really uh, – they didn't extend an offer to him. They didn't recruit him very hard. So you know he wants to beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I could see a situation, and that's really what State needs is they need that that place to be diminished. They need, that, they need things to be kind of like it was in 2018 when they just – at that point, they just really didn't care down the stretch right. you know, late in that season. They, that's what. That's how they need things to be playing out. They need to be. There needs to be doubt creeping into the minds of people in, in that fan base on the sidelines, things like that. I think that's what state needs, in this game to to win the ball game. Yeah, just an absolutely. I mean, the egg Bowl's big every year, and anybody who tries to downplay it is an idiot. And I'm 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 talking to a lot of anonymous Twitter accounts right this second. But One, ones that ones that tweet about the other team. Pretty much every day. Yes, those are the ones. But this year for for Mississippi, it's less for Ole Miss because Kiffin's rock solid. He's not going anywhere. You know, again, he's another guy. He's coaching at Ole Miss next year unless he chooses not to. For Mississippi State, it's Leach is coaching next year if he chooses not unless he chooses not to. But a lot of Mississippi State fans would say, "No, we could go ahead and move on if he loses a third straight Egg Bowl. We'll see what happens. Thanksgiving night going to be a big one." Uh, for the Bulldogs, as, as it always is. But this year, it just, I just feel like there's extra pressure. We'll see how Mississippi State responds to it. All right, uh, Monday show. Not really sure what we'll talk about. We'll start setting up that that series, that's that game with Auburn, obviously for you. We'll do uh, coffee as for closers. We'll talk about what happened in the SEC this past week. 
Um, and then we'll move forward from there. Guys, have a great weekend. Talk to you again on Monday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad, thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.